Blog Talk Radio. Get ready for another episode of Sherry Clip with your host, Sherry Johnson. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sherry Clip. I am here with a very special guest. I'm here with Michael Cologne. And if he could join me at this time, how are you, Michael? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing good, real good. So happy that you could join us tonight. Well, thank you for the invite. I really appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. We're really trying to reach out to all different types of people and get them on Sherry Clip. Um, so you okay. are really different to me. Um, I've never had someone on with your experiences. So this is interesting. Okay. We're excited to have you. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> so excited to uh, share my experiences. Awesome, awesome. So why don't we do this? You go ahead um, and just go right into who you are and what you're all about so our listeners know. Um, wow, that's a good question. Uh, my name is Michael Coulomb. <laughs> I'm a filmmaker. What is it? So let's just throw oh. you out there on stage, you know. <laughs> just throw me out there. Okay. Like a Miss America. Understood. Right. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker, and that's such a broad term when I say that. I try to say that to people. Um, usually in L.A. you get people that are hyphens, like I'm this, this, and this. And I do do several things, but I kind of like the term filmmaker. It was something I decided to do at the age of about 31. I walked off my job and decided I wanted to make movies. I always wanted to be a writer. And that was really what it was. I mean, I grew up, I had, I had grown up being a performer. I had acted and had sang before. <clears throat> but writing was really what, something I wanted to do. And I knew so little about writing for movies and television. I really did more like, I, wanted, I was trying to be a novelist and a playwright. And by that time, by the time I walked off my job, I was in the process of writing a play. So filmmaker was just sort of something I did. I had studied script supervising and what script supervising is is it's uh, um because we make movies out of order you know if you show up to a location you kind of shoot all the scenes that are at that location so if you film at like a bar or a school or something you shoot all those scenes there and because <clears throat> you shoot out of order you need somebody to track the continuity of the movie so i a script supervisor does that we track the continuity of of the entire movie we track the continuity of the actor's movement wardrobe hair prop sets we do it for each take, for each angle, for each scene, for the entirety of the movie. And it actually sounds more dif- it actually sounds difficult. It is very difficult. Um, I like it. I actually have been doing it for about 10 years, and I think it's one of the funnest things I've ever done. I, I have a question so, for you. Is that when you're yeah. looking at, like, a screen and you, you have, like, it looks like there's, like, 40 cameras on this one person, and you're kind of getting them from all different angles and stuff? I mean... In essence, it depends on, I mean, so script supervisors work really well for narrative, so like movies, television, mm-hmm. and we, we can do a lot of live action stuff, but <clears throat> really it's, it's a lot more for narrative. So having 40 cameras on is more like coverage, and we don't always do that. You might have somebody logging information, but I mostly work with like one, two, three, four cameras at a time. Wow. And okay. uh, most of the stuff I don't do, I don't mostly do anything live. We have. But it's very rare, you know. Mhm. So, and uh, I, yeah, and it was just something I I didn't wasn't something I wanted to do specifically. I just thought it'd be kind of cool to get me out of my job. And then, like I said, I've been doing it for ten years now, and I love it. It's one of the best things. Um, 
I've ever done. It was the best decision I ever made was just to walk up my job. Not exactly easy. Yeah. It wasn't an easy decision, but it was definitely something I'm glad I did. So. Great. Now, what, what <clears> then I used to, to do something like that? I don't know. You know, it's such a great question you say that. I, I tell people all the time that film found me. I didn't really find film. I wasn't expecting to work in it. I, I kind of expected that maybe I would write movies, but I never actually thought I would be involved in the entire process. You know, and I, I, my job actually starts with pre-production. I go through production, and then my job. I don't work in post-production, but I send the notes that I create to post-production. So, part of what I do encompasses a lot of the entirety of the film, which is really nice. So, but I want, like I said, I wanted to be a writer, and a friend of mine had asked me to help him write a script, and I didn't really know about writing scripts it was all fairly new and so when he recommended me he's like you should take the scripturizing course it'll help you that's what I did and I was 30 at the time and sort of trying to figure out where to go with my life which Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do we do that almost I feel like every decade I'm looking at my life again (laughs) and um do I and I think that's just a human thing it's like okay I've been doing this for 10 years I got to figure out something uh, and I always want to be involved in film. It's just, you know, it's just every decade you kind of like, okay, what can I change differently? And at 30, mm-hmm. I was working in an office. It felt very dead end to me. And I was going in day after day. I was not specifically happy. And I am I'm a very, like, jovial spirit, and I think it was just sort of killing me. And I tried to go in on set. I mean, I tried to go into the office, and I'd have fun and crack jokes and try to make the best of it. And people were just like, we're miserable. We can't talk like this. So that kind of made me a little, a little frustrating there. <laughs> so that's, I think my inspiration was is I just needed to figure out something to do different with my life. I didn't want to be, um, not long before that I had lived with my grandmother. That was probably my inspiration was probably my grandmother. She was um, older and just working like two or three jobs just to pay her bills. And I didn't want to ever have to do that. And I didn't want to have to, and if I did, I didn't want to be doing something I didn't like, you know. And so I think I just hit a point where I was like, I got to figure out what I want, and I just got to do it. And that's what mm-hmm. I did. That's so, great. And then I, no. I tell myself, and I tell people that I'm a filmmaker because um, after years of doing it now, I, I had started to write my own projects and had started to make them, short films and videos and stuff like that, you know. So. Nice. Now, did you meet anyone in this type of industry before you started doing it? Yes. I mean, you, you, it's hard to live in L.A. and not know people in the industry. It's the biggest, one of the biggest right. industries here in town. But it wasn't right. like I was in the industry. It wasn't like I, I was around it constantly. I mean, I'd known a few makeup artists I would meet, but I didn't know much about the long hours or stuff. I, you know, and I, I'd met a couple of um, celebrities, and I had a friend who did um, background work, and she was telling me about it. But, I mean, other than that, I wasn't like, I wasn't an industry person. I worked at an office. I was I hung out with other people that worked in the office. I hung out with people from my office. So, you know, I mean, I was, like, going into film changed everything about my life in that sense. Jeez. Now, can you give yeah. us a little insight on some things that you've done? Uh, as a script advisor? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I. the best thing to do is just go to my IMDb page. I work on a lot of um, independent films. Some of them aren't even out yet, so that's why it's kind of hard to, like, mention them because they're probably 
doing their own promotion. But I, I work on a lot of horror films. Horror seems to be my favorite genre. Um, I worked in, in television. I, I worked on an episode of Teen Wolf. Um, what else have I done? I don't know. I don't even know my own resume half the time. <laughs> sometimes my um, sometimes my, my cousin, I tell this all the time, my cousin will actually text me about certain movies. My cousin seems to know my resume better than I do. <laughs> sometimes. Because, you know, I just go from job to job. So. <laughs> uh, are there I, many um, jobs I, in your field out there? Well, there's usually only one script advisor on production, unless you're doing a big production. And you have, like, second unit or a stunt unit. I just, you know, I, I did do a project in Jamaica last year in July. Uh, that was the first time I traveled abroad. That was probably one of the most amazing experiences. And I love traveling. I've, I've shot in several states. I've done, you know, a movie in Northern California. I, was, I did a movie a couple, about a year and a half ago in Seattle, actually in Bremerton. I did in New York. I've been, I did a movie in Montana, a vampire film. But filming in Jamaica was interesting because uh, it's interesting to be able to do my, have to do my job in an area where it's like they're not used to filming. It's, I'm further away from home. They don't speak a different language, but it's still like because they have such strong accents, a lot of the people there speak with the patois, so it was a little more difficult sometimes to like understand each other. So it makes the language barrier a little more fun and interesting. So stuff like that was, I mean, sometimes it makes the job a little more, um, I guess, exciting <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, Seems like it would, and then, for sure. Yeah, and so and now instead of going to the same place day after day after day and working the same hours, which is like an 8 to 5 or 9 to 5, uh, I'm – once a project's done, I could be in a whole different area. I mean, sometimes I film out in the desert, and sometimes I'm at the beach. Sometimes on a project, we go to several places that, we, you know, we'll start in the desert, we'll go to the beach, we'll film at a house in downtown L.A., and then, you know, it's, and that's fascinating. That's what I love about it. And sometimes I have to be on set at 6 in the morning, and sometimes I start at 5 at night and film all night, you know. A lot of horror films shoot at night. So, you know, whereas some people mm. are – working during the day, I have to come home at like 6 in the morning. Like this morning, I got home at 4 a.m. and slept. But then you still have to have like a life. Like I still have to get up and go to the bank and do laundry. But it's, <laughs> it's kind of new and exciting. It's different every day. Right. And every project that you start is new. It's like, you know, I start a new job all the time. So yeah. it, it never gets boring. It never gets old and tired because of that. Right. Yeah, and then one of my one of my goals was what is it? I just said it sounds incredible. Like it, it, you sound like you really enjoy it, and this is something right up your path. (laughs) This is well, you know, yeah, and I also feel bad because I I never want anybody. I I never think that people shouldn't follow their dream. It's tough. I mean, it's not it's not like following your dream is easy. It really is a lot harder than people think. You know, I'm I'm just one person in a field of people doing the exact same thing. That makes it tough, you know. Mm. And and whereas people, the, the the drawback sometimes can be where people have the same job day after day. They have that stability. I don't have a lot of stability sometimes. Like I always have to keep looking for work. But what's great is I, after 10 years and like 200 movies, I, I kind of have like a little network of people that we can kind of 
reach out to, and that's good. That's really what you want in this industry is people mm-hmm. you know who your name. Like, I've, heard, I've heard about you. I heard you, you do good work. I'd love to have you involved in my project. And that's kind of nice. So I've been able to have that, which is nice, not having to always, like, always have to hustle. I'm, I'm grateful for that <laughs> in that sense. But I think it's true for a lot of artists, really. Like, a lot of artists just have to build a reputation. Right, right. I imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and that's what I'm doing now in 2017. One of my goals is um, I've directed a few projects. <clears throat> I've done, like, five shorts, a music video. Um, I did a web series. So I'm trying to just, like, branch out now. That's why I tell myself I'm a filmmaker. Like, I don't want to... Be pigeonholed. I, I still love script advising, and I want to help people with their projects. And I love writing, and I, I tend to be really good at it, and I love directing. So I like being able to do involved in many things because, again, then it doesn't ever get old. I'm always doing something different and exciting and fun. And as an yeah. artist, I'm grateful so, for that. I mean, I was, I was terrified I, to I, walk I, off my job at the age of 30 and follow my dream. Terrified. And so to be able oh, to do yeah. it and find ways to keep – Doing it, I'm so grateful that I get to do that every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Now, where where so. do you do you see doing this for the rest of your career? Or is doing this um, supervising? Well, I mean, I I never want to stop yeah. supervising. I'm hoping that I can also be able to write and direct more, just because um, I've had so many stories over the years that I've written. I'd like to get out to the world, but you know, once a project's done and it's in post, it's like there's all this downtime. So I would like to scripturize in the meantime. I just like being on set. I like being around people. Um, I like the whole set experience. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, if I could literally die doing this, I would be forever grateful. So let's make that right, happen. Right, <laughs> and you'd want to be involved with more of, like, the horror film type side of it, I see, right? Well, I mean... Or does it matter? It's interesting. I guess... I. I guess in a sense I've become a horror filmmaker, but it's because seven, about seven years ago, a friend and I, right, because right, when I got into the film industry, about three, about three years in, we hit the writer's strike, and it kind of slowed down production. And then we hit the recession. So most people weren't working regardless. Hmm. And so a friend of mine and I launched a horror film festival that was kind of, and I don't know why, it was just one of those things, you know, we were just like, I had this idea, and she helped me create it, and, and it opened up myself to the horror community, which is probably one of the best communities you can be involved. They're loyal and passionate, and I mean, people think horror, and they, but it's truly, I think, one of the best people I've ever worked with. They're more kind, I think, than people realize, you know, <laughs> um, and I, I'm so grateful, but I, I don't specifically always want to be horror. I, I wrote a Latin drama that I'd love to have out there. That was the play that I had. So, I mean, I just love telling a good story. That's really the most important part to me. Hmm. So, And now, have you actually wrote in a book or just you write screenplays? What what part of a writer end of this have you done? <laughs> I've always wanted to be a novelist, and I've never written a book. I was Every time I try to write a book, I stopped. And then, because I, I mean, it's not like I couldn't, and I wrote, I've written short stories, but Strangely enough, um, I've written a poetry book. I was a poetry performer for years, spoken word, when I first got to L.A., so I have that. <clears throat> and then, I, like I said, I wrote a play, but I've actually written uh, about three feature films, uh, one, and then I wrote one with Victor Miller, who wrote the original 
Friday the 13th. We wrote one with a friend of ours. And then I've done several shorts. So, I mean, I write all the time. Like, I'm always writing because that's what makes, that's my passion. That's my, my safe space. You know, I just, like, when I get frustrated or need to vent and unwind, I, I like to write. That's my thing. So. Nice. I yeah. bet you could write a novel one day. Just about all your experiences. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I tell people all the time, I go, I would eventually, like, actually, I want to write a, um, a textbook on how to do my job. But I, I love to sort of make it, in a sense, an autobiography because I really, I have a lot of stories and I'm such a storyteller anyway. So whenever I go for coffee and people ask me like what we're doing right now, I'll, I like to just tell them stories of like experiences that I've had on set and people that I've worked with and what it's like. And usually they're comical. Sometimes they're very like interesting, but yeah, for the most part, they're just comical. I mean, just the nature of being around artistic people, you, you deal with so many different levels of, um, egos that I was never expecting. Do you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Well, again, not all bad things. very I, creative, I, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, creative people, you know, I mean, we're sensitive people, you know. <laughs> and, and when you put yourself, um, when you put yourself out there in a creative industry and to be judged, I mean, it's very, it's very tough. You have to have a thick skin. You know, people are, and I've had people look at my movies and go, I don't get it. It's stupid. And I'm like, okay, thanks. You know, and then I've had people look at it and go, this inspires me. So, you know, you get the gambit. And that's really part of being an actor. Part of being a filmmaker, anything. I mean, actors do it. Writers do it. Composers do it. Musicians do it. But, you know, if I did it for everybody, I would never be happy. I have to do it for me. Right. You know, that's really nice that you have said that tonight because – so many people I've interviewed and spoken to who want to be actors or in the film industry, they're always saying how competitive it is and how you get shot down so much, but to keep sticking with what you want to do and keep going, you know, that's a positive thing. And look at where it's got I'm you. You've lie. done so much. Oh, well, you're, you're too kind. Thank you. Uh, it's all because I, I know what the alternative is. And I actually never um, fault anybody who works in an office. I mean, there are people – I look at my life and go, I-, I can't do that. And I actually respect that because I did an office job for years, but I had a point where I can't do that, <clears throat> you know, and it takes bolts around the world, but th- I-, I won't lie. There are days that I'm laying in bed going, I don't know if I can get up today. I just don't know if I cannot get that email I was waiting or I've been disappointed when I've been up for a good job and I don't get it. Or I think someone might come through on funding something and they don't, but I mean, it's the nature of the industry. That's why, you you know, people see people think, you know, that they, they come out of nowhere overnight, but really they don't understand that it took them five years to make that movie. You know, it's like, it's, <laughs> and they don't understand that, like, I've had, I've, I've pitched ideas to big companies and you, you just have to take it. It's like, you know, like I have a Latin drama. There's nothing else to like it. It's hard for people to want to invest in it because there's nothing else like it. So to them, it's a huge risk. And I respect that. But, you know, when somebody takes that risk, the reward could pay off. Same thing with horror. But again, that's art, you know, and the art is in so many ways subjective. But why would I give up? Right. You know, what else am I going to do? Because I, I, I thought about that sometimes. I'm like, I, I, maybe I should just give up. It's hard. It's frustrating. I have long hours. And, you know, my mother wishes I could visit her more. But then what am I going to do? I went to an office and that clearly didn't work. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So. 
and and that's why I like it, you know. And, and like I was, and I uh, was talking to a friend of mine today, and I said, really, it's just I love the fact that it's different every day. My life is never the same every day. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I like about it. Hmm. So. And you get to meet different people, of course, right? Oh yeah, I worked with uh, amazing people. I worked with not so many amazing people, so you know, and I run, it runs a gambit. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, mean, I like to inspire people. I, I've been inspired, and I like to inspire. It was very tough when I first walked off my job because my family was like, "We're proud of you, but we don't get what you're doing." <laughs> and it was really hard to explain <laughs> them why I had to do it. And it was really hard because when I first started, it was not working out for me. I had to build a resume. I had to build a reputation, and it took. A couple of years, and just when I started, the whole industry stopped. And then I had to spend another couple of years rebuilding it again. So that made it even more difficult, you know. But, uh-huh. again, what else would I do? I love it. And I admire it. But, you know, and I tell people this all the time. I moved maybe an hour away from home. Like, my family still with, with – I could take a day trip and spend time with my family. But there's people who literally pack up their car and move cross-country. And I admire mm-hmm. those people so much because they have nothing. They have to make it work. You know, when the industry stopped, I could I could go back home for a while and try to figure things out. People don't have that, and I admire those people. And that's why when I meet them, I said I want you to hear my story because I jumped off a job. I had no plan. I had no direction. I had nobody help me, and I somehow made it work. And I uh-huh. that's that's why I like I like talking to people like you. I like talking because. I, um, People don't think that it's okay to follow your dreams. I don't think we're taught that, but why not? What have you got to lose, really? Really? You know, know, I think it makes a difference, too, on where you live. Do you think that matters? I, well, you know, it's interesting you just said that. I do and I don't. I think there was a time that maybe it did, especially when it came to film, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're talking even a decade ago, people were shooting on film or video, and it was really expensive. But, I mean, you'd be surprised. You can shoot stuff on your, I mean, our cell phones now are like little computers, and they make amazing things. And we, you know, like, they're very, they're high def, which we didn't have even five years ago on, with our phones. Our phones do high def, slow motion. <clears throat> they're making them a lot more pro-consumer now in that sense. You can even edit on an iPad, you know, mm-hmm. minimally. But, and between, like, YouTube and, and, and Vimeo and places like that, you have a platform to get stuff out. People in the Midwest make movies all the time. And film festivals pop up. You know, and art, there's nothing wrong with art. You can write anywhere in the world and make a small thing and get it out there and have it be seen. Yeah, I think it's so much easier now. All the more reason why people shouldn't give up and should follow their dreams. I mean, that, that, it's, it's interesting because it makes it more like it opens up the world now. So have, like before, you had to come to L.A. and have all this competition. Now I have competition around the world. I mean, there's a whole film industry starting down in the South that I don't have access to because I'm here in LA. Right. And then Vancouver and Canada are shooting up there all the time. That opens up a whole new world to people there. But as much as there's more, more uh, competition, there's also more opportunities. So it's, you know, I think that's one great thing. Yeah. No, (laughs) Devin's in Atlanta, Georgia, and he's got like filming all the time going on. (laughs) So yeah, busy. I see posts constantly, which is great. But it's the same way. I'm, I'm the same way here. I mean, there's tons of film here. But I feel like I've, I post something new every day. So, again, mm-hmm. there's tons and tons of opportunities. And it's, it's, there's people in the 
Midwest or down south or places where there's not a lot of film. But like you said, you get an iPhone or a small little DSLR Canon camera and shoot something in your backyard and in the woods across the street. And that's what's so great about horror is it it's, can be inexpensive to make and people will still watch it. And you can go out there and shoot something just for fun and put it online and people will watch it. And therefore now you're a filmmaker. I mean, I didn't have that experience when I was younger. I didn't. We didn't have the. I didn't have a way to do it. There was no way to import, at least that I knew of. You know, I, that's why I said I, when I was when I was younger, I didn't think I could be a filmmaker at all. And now, hmm. now people compose music from from software you can use on your laptop, and people can graphic design and make beautiful pictures that people love. You know, I mean, there's it's so many yeah. wonderful things about this industry. Really, definitely. So there you go. All great <laughs> It is. This is wonderful, and it's so nice having you on. Um, is there anything else that you really want to get out there tonight? I mean, I, there's so many things I've done, and I, I want people to see my movies. Really, if, if you're interested in anything that I've done or want to know more, you can always just go to my website. I put everything on there. I, I try to keep a blog, and you can always go to my Instagram page and, and – all the stories I post there, but my company is Bear Claw Films, so just go to bearclawfilms.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I do a film question of the day just because I think it's kind of fun to bring people to the website. You can answer questions there. Um, you can see a lot of my movies, everything. It's all there. Bearclawfilms.com. No, I actually went there and was you, checking it out. It's pretty cool. You guys got to check it out. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Yeah, I just, I, I like I said, I want to find one place where people just kind of go and, and be inspired and, and hear my story and and know that like I, I mean, I even, I'm not like Martin Scorsese yet, but that doesn't mean that you know, with hard work, I won't be there. Right. And determination. I, I mean, I wake up every day, even if I'm not filming, I still wake up every day at like nine o'clock and I sit at my desk and I write and just try to make things happen. So. Great. Well, I wish the best of luck to you on everything. I mean, you're doing wonderful. Keep us informed and let us know if there's anything else coming up, and we'll have you back on again, of course, to share whatever's going on with you and what you want to share with the world. Um, And you will be coming back to the Sherry and Carrie show coming up on the 24th of April. Yes. And we look forward so much to talking to you again on there as well. This will be so much fun. Oh, I'm sure Devin and I will have many stories to share and talk about. (laughs) Yeah, he's it's a pleasure, and I'm sorry if I talked a lot. I just I'm very passionate about all this. So, no, this is great. I, I enjoy you talking a lot. You you have three more minutes left. If you still would like to share anything with us, any sort of positivity uh, that people could do to get their foot in the door, maybe like what should they do? Well, you know, I tell people make do short films and make small sizzle trailers and just like show people what you can do. Throw it up online. Um, Use YouTube, use Vimeo, which is a great platform because Vimeo is more of like YouTube for professionals. Um, submit mm-hmm. to film festivals. Go to film festivals, even in your neighborhood, and meet other filmmakers and try to collaborate. Um, I have a networking group on Facebook called the Eastside Indie Film Group. Post there. Just find people to like get your word out. And use Instagram. Show If, you, if you're an artist, you know, use Instagram and, and tag people and show people that you have out there. That's all you, and we're inundated with stuff, so you have to find ways to just push through. But don't, when I tell people, don't give up. 
Don't give up. And and learn to adapt. You know, if one way is not working, find a different way to do it. You know, that's one good thing about art. It, sometimes the business side of it is creative as the creativity part of it. You know. Mhm. And, and I tell so people that I was teaching social media sites. I know, and that's the thing, and you got to find. But you know, as, mm-hmm. I, Instagram is really the one right now, and I find that because I mean, Snapchat's great too, but you could do Instagram stories and tag people, and it's fantastic. I love Instagram. And your website's great. And as long as it's a website that's, that's navigable, people can find your work easily. But I, used to, I taught this class once, and I told the students this, and I said, don't talk do and let the doing talk for you. So don't tell people you're a filmmaker. Just show them that you are. So. Oh, interesting. So you think through yeah, visual think and getting it out on the Internet is, like, the biggest thing you can do. Well, you know, it, we live in L.A., and so many people talk about doing it, and then that's all they do. They're just talking, and you have anything tangible. But if you have something tangible, even if it's a small something, you just got to show people what you can do. That's why I start off doing short films, because people don't know me, and they can invest five minutes and be like, you know what you're doing. That's pretty cool. That's great. So it starts showing people, you know. And, and, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough because I work in the industry. I'm around people all the time, but people who aren't, that's the best way to do it, and there's so many platforms to get it out there. That's right. Well, it was so great, Michael. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on Cherry Clip, and we look forward to seeing you again coming up on Cherry and Carrie show on April 24th at 9 p.m., and that's Eastern yep. Standard Time. <clears throat> and I will definitely post it on my Facebook, and please share this link. Everyone who's listening tonight, we would appreciate it. And Michael Cologne, thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you have a great night. Oh, you too, Sherry. Thank you, and happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day to you too. Thank you so much. And to everyone else out there, have yourself a great night. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.